0: Good afternoon Cape Town and good afternoon Facebook. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host Brigitte Limbander and today we are bringing you some insight into how the farm murders and violent crime relates to our food security. Something of course that we are keenly interested in because it affects us in the Western Cape, in Cape Town, it affects us in South Africa. With me today, I have a guest, Mr. Niku Fanikak. Niku, please, would you give us some insight as to your background, first of all, before we start?
1: Hi, Bridget. Yes. Um, Well, I've, for the last 17 years, I've actually spent it in a pre hospital emergency setting with the State Ambulance Service. And um, over the last seven years, I find myself now at the training college of our emergency service, medical services. So, and can basically say over the last uh, 17 to 18 years, I've had exposure to um, this type of setting within the Western Cape.
0: Thank you very much for that, um, and welcome to the show. So, what we want to find out from you Is we find it hard to wrap our our minds around why violent crime occurs and as I mentioned before in particular we are dependent on our farmers we are dependent on the crops that they produce we are dependent on on food despite the fact that we have a drought at a very alarming rate, our farmers sadly so are committing suicide because they find it hard to watch their, their crops die and more importantly, they find it hard to watch the animals die. But on top of this, we have an alarming rate of farm murders. And very often, these murders are of an extreme, violent nature and when we look at what we read in the press this is not driven by robbery so there has to be an alternate motive or reason why this is, is happening and so I've asked you to come into studio today to help us understand this to some extent um, because I think a lot of people like myself have a hard time wrapping our heads around why this happens. Could you give us an an overview of what contributes to the criminal element and the development thereof as it relates to violent crime and farm murders?
1: Yes, um, to answer that, um, I'll... I have to draw from my personal experience if I can relate some of that to you. Um, Well, you'll find that uh, situation unique in the uh, Western Cape uh, as far as our areas demarcated from previous years of uh, segregation between the different uh, uh, colors and race of people. We've got um, the type of setting we're at one o'clock in the morning, you find children the age of four to six roaming the streets. You approach them and they um, you ask them as to whereabouts they if they stay why they're not at home at this hour of the morning and they will relate to your story as far as the 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 mother's um hooked on alcohol and the father is uh, hooked on um, substance abuse um, items like tick or mandrax and they will share with you the story that if they should go home they are very likely to receive a beating and they would only be able to return home in the early hours with the first light of day returning and then it's the same children that you see there that will never experience any affection from their parents. They won't understand what it means to, to demonstrate or sympathize love emotion um, that is unfortunately missing within their setting of life. The other thing that they observe is within their neighborhoods those people that is successful, those people that um, gains the respect within the community and will have possessions are those that affiliated themselves with a criminal body like gangsters and those that um, violently will take those belongings from somebody else and this this is what they observe on a daily basis and as they grow up they then have the choice are they going to go hungry or they going to be able to themselves in a position where they can acquire these from people around them so for many years you see this situation and and it's you you can come to the conclusion that with this and many other settings similar to this we 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 have a variety of facets as far as poverty um, edu- lack of education and then um, your unemployed levels that contribute to this as well and this adds to the setting where we basically breeding our own criminals
0: is there anything that um that would impact this further
1: yes um if you look at and i think the as far as alcohol and drug involvement is concerned it, it, it gives a significant spin to the crime stats you'll find that um, your alcohol related um, uh, crimes that take places on the increase and uh, obviously it accounts for a large amount of the crime stats you'll find that those crimes related to to drug abuse and we understand the need that the, the or the financial part of gaining these drugs is concerned, is not always there. And this has contributed and spiked violent um, crimes towards um, the finding uh, the finance to fill the, the habit. So you'll find in the past where if I would uh, stab you for a cell phone, um, I might stab you and grab the cell phone and run off or I might scare you with the weapon and then take the phone and run off. Whereas now if you have somebody that's under the influence or even going through withdrawal symptoms he will grab the phone and he's not gonna stab you once or twice he might stab you 36 times as we had it in our newspapers not so long ago. So that is to the extent where these, uh, Substance abuses escalate our crimes from crimes to extremely violent crimes.
0: I think that's one of the things that that we have a very hard time wrapping um, our minds around. Um, You know, it's it's one thing when violence occurs, and as you were just relating, somebody stabs you once. Um, But what makes that same person stab you up to 30 times, does it not occur to them that they have already injured you? What makes them continue?
1: Well, that's obviously the psychological uh, damage done to the drug and obviously the psychological state in which they find themselves during the process of withdrawal or craving for the habit.
0: So, um, so you're saying that that in most cases this is in fact drug. There's a strong relationship to to drug abuse, or with drug abuse.
1: And most definitely, you'll find your um, violent crimes, as far as with specifically in the category of uh, personal robberies, etc. That uh, that has increased the amount of violence as far as your normal robbery status is concerned
0: okay um, and if we're looking at stats or to statistics overall um, how do we fare in terms in the Western Cape anyway how do those statistics look in terms of violence in general and violence against mm-hmm. our farmers
1: well so if we look at sexual assault in the Western Cape it's a 6% increase over 2017 robbery alone is 0.7 and then robbery with aggravated circumstances is a point uh, 1.3% increase nationally you're looking at car hijackings at winter by 14.5% um you're looking at robbery at residential areas a 7.3 increase and um your non-residential robbery also increased. Car car hijackings in the Western Cape specifically has increased at eight point three percent. So we, we we can see with the crime the crime levels that we're currently looking at is it's swinging out of control.
0: So and, and these statistics where do we um, where do we get these statistics from?
1: Well, I think part of the posting there's um various um sites, reputable sites that will list your latest South African um, crime stats. And um the last crime stats um date basically runs from twenty sixteen to March twenty seventeen.
0: Okay. And these st- statistics are available um on on, um, on Crime South Africa. the SAPS website, is that correct?
1: That is correct. Um, Just a point of interest, there is some learned people that believes that a lot of the stats is skewed, especially within South Africa with the increase of your general crime. They find that uh, these numbers listed here are only those cases that was reported and that a large amount of cases is not reported due to the lack of faith within the police service.
0: And that and that is um that is unfortunate that um that, that 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 would happen isn't it
1: yes, if you look at if I can just relate some stats to you that currently they say that your community reported serious crimes is at eighty one point seven and then they oppose that to crimes detected as a result of police action is only at eighteen point three percent so we can see that the police uh, force is losing against the tide of crime.
0: I don't know what what the answer is, but I think, you know, today we really just wanted to give people an overview or an understanding of why such violent crime um, occurs in our farming community. Um because, as I said in the beginning, we find it very hard to wrap our minds around around why that happens. I don't even know how we can how we can stop this, what the answers are. Um, we discussed this before the broadcast, and you were saying that it's very um, it's very broad and very wide. Um, and I think it's it's difficult to even understand how we can stop this wave of violent, Prime, um, but I wanted to just get some insight as to to why this, why this happened. And you were saying that a big contributing factor is, of course, um, is is drugs. Um, in your in your personal opinion, do you think that there is a way, um, you know? At how do we first start addressing this? Is it something that the um that the medical profession needs to look at? Is it something that the police services need to look at um Do you have any um in your personal opinion where do we start? Is there a starting point for this um what what would you say
1: Well, if you look at the current situation, um, as far as farm killings is concerned, if you look at the latter part of 2016 to the early part of 2017, um, the killings has increased um, at 1.8%. And if you nationally look at the stats, uh, it's about 156 farmers per 100,000 killings which if you want to equate this down it will bring you to 34 to 1 and if you want to equate this further you can basically state that being a commercial farmer in South Africa you are four times more likely to die from being murdered than your general population out there. So this is quite uh, uh, staggering and it is also obviously quite transverse throughout all the provinces. The problem with them with us when you're going to look at what is causing it and how to address it there is no single correct answer. It's a multifaceted problem. You're looking at your general um, health, your general safety delivery, your education, and housing and job creations those are probably the first line items that you would want to address in order to accommodate everybody with the life essentials that they would need second to that our under-resourced police service um, has completely lost the the onslaught that they face as far as crime is concerned we see with our latest reports of uh, corruption within the police force that's currently a problem as well and if if you look at the mindset of working within that environment it was to be expected and there's also um, within the country itself within government if you look at the instability that exists so these are all contributing factors, and uh, many uh, other other if you know your South African history, um, the many contributing factors. So I would have to probably ask you for another air time, um, another hour air time here, in order to try and um, touch on some of the facets. But it's a uh, definitely a multifaceted approach that would be needed in order to to curb the current situation.
0: Niku, thank you very much. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us in studio today and um, perhaps we can pick this up and, and take it a little further next time but thank you for providing us with some insight as to why we have such violent crime and in particular why um, farmers are being attacked so so violently. So thank you, thank you very much and thank you for your insight. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today and goodbye for now.